The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. You know, Jesus went away to pray a lot. When you read his word, you see that Jesus is going up into the mountains or leaving early morning or in the evening to go pray by himself. If God himself prays, shouldn't we? And I ask that, you know, kind of like in a flippant way, right? I mean, yes, we should be. We all know we should be. But how many of us are? And while you are reading about Jesus escaping, going by himself in solitude to pray, have you ever contemplated what he was talking to God about? That is something to sit with. And I'm going to read you the gospel that came to me with this whole last sentence, the last verse just smacked me in the face. And I really want to sit with it because I myself, probably ever since Thanksgiving, have been struggling with prayer. Struggling to find the quality prayer time that I'm needing. So let's take a look at the gospel. Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verse 12 through 16. It happened that there was a man full of leprosy in one of the towns where Jesus was. And when he saw Jesus, he fell prostrate, pleaded with him and said, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do will it. Be made clean. And the leprosy left him immediately. Then he ordered him not to tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed that will be proof for them. 
The report about him spread all the more, and great crowds assembled to listen to him and to be cured of their ailments. But he would withdraw to deserted places to pray. I don't know about you, but this gospel isn't about Jesus going to pray. This gospel is about Jesus healing everybody. But then Jesus goes away. He would withdraw to deserted places to pray. And if you notice, he prays when there are big things about to happen. I mean, let's just look at the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He was praying and praying and honestly asking the Lord to take the cup away from him that he saw he's going to have to live. But then at the same time said, but your will be done, not mine. So what was Jesus going away to pray about during this time when everyone is coming to him He's healing people. The lesson from the leper in this gospel, to me, is only if you will it, Lord, you can do it. And that's something else to think about. When we pray, are we always saying, only if it's your will, God, only if it's your will. I think a lot of us forget that small little (laughs) component of surrender in our prayers to God, surrendering ourselves to his will. We can have petitions, we can have dreams and wants and desires, but we want him to know that we only want those if they align with the Lord's will, who has the bigger better, stronger, faster plan for our lives. So I don't know, maybe today you can contemplate Jesus praying. Maybe you can sit down, find some peace, better yet, go to the Adoration Chapel, see the Lord in person, Spend some time after Mass. I don't care where you do it. Just do it. Shut everything off. Sit and say, Lord Jesus, what is it that you pray for to the Lord? Maybe you could even look up a few different Bible verses. You can go right on that there interweb, (laughs) search for what? Jesus praying in the Bible, and then look at the scenarios of when he goes away to pray. And of course, last but not least, ask the Holy Trinity to help you. I always ask the Holy Spirit to help me pray because I do not know how to pray as I ought. But it doesn't hurt to call on Jesus and the Father as well. Actually, there are many mornings where I call on the entire Holy Family 
to help me pray, to help me hear the voice of God and what he wants me to do for him today. And when I'm talking the holy heavenly army, I'm talking all the angels, all the saints, my guardian angel, Mary, Joseph. Because we need all the help we can get in this daily spiritual battle with the craziness of the world around us and the daily grind of what we do. We do need God. We need that supernatural joy and peace in our lives. We need the Lord to grow in our hearts, to purify our hearts. Because we don't want to be angry. We don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to be resentful. We want to love people where they're at, hope and pray for them to be led to the truth. And we want to share as much of that truth as possible with love, no nagging. This is where praying to the Holy Spirit is so important. There are times to speak and times to be quiet. And if we don't pay attention to what the Spirit is doing, we're going to be speaking at the wrong time. I've done it. It's not fun. Okay, that's what we'll focus on today. Let's sit and actually think about what is Jesus talking to his father about during these times that he is escaping to pray in private. Because if you think about it, the disciples, they didn't ask him how to cook, how to travel, how to clean. They asked him how to pray. So add that into your time with Jesus today and ask him to put that desire for prayer in your heart and commit that minimum of 15 minutes every single day. If you're doing 15 minutes, make it 20, make it 25 or 30. Continue to grow and continue to see and experience what Beautiful prayer time can do to your attitude, to your soul, to your mind, to your body. It is really powerful. Prayer matters in our spiritual life. And prayer is not negotiable. We must pray. And I've gone on my mental prayer bandwagon before, but it is, it is true. We must pray mental prayer, which is the peaceful, quiet meditation, at least 15 minutes a day, because we're all called to be saints. And every single saint meditated every single day. And there's two awesome benefits for that. Number one, when you pray 15 minutes every day and you meditate on the Word of God, for example, you can meditate on other stuff, but when you're meditating on the Word of God, you 
are, are telling Satan that you are lost to him. He gives up on people who pray mental prayer every day. But it's hard to do it every day. It's a commitment. So keep at it. And if you're praying mental prayer every single day, then you will be able to stay away from sin. How about that? If you're not, St. Francis of Assisi, no, I'm sorry, St. Francis of DeSales, said that you can't stop venial sin if you aren't praying mental prayer every day. And it was St. Teresa of Avila said that if you are praying mental prayer every single day, that Satan knows that he's lost your soul. Just for those two reasons alone, I would think you'd want to jump on the prayer wagon. So let's take a different approach. Let's talk to Jesus and think about what Jesus actually prays to the Father about. Let him open our mind and our hearts to this whole new experience. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.